Hello, everybody. This is Eddie Dacius. We're here for a great episode. This is Divine Purpose Podcast. Um, this episode is brought to you by Dacius Facility Management. Dacius Facility Management, they will manage your property with a variety of services, such as vendor management, project management, and locksmithing. Call them now, 617-237-0106. Or go online, www.cusfm.com. Do you want to maximize the value of your commercial property and achieve optimal productivity and efficiency in your day-to-day business operations? That's where Dacius Facilities Management can help. DFM offers Boston area businesses help in key areas like building and preventive maintenance, handyman services, project and vendor management, and even security consulting at competitive rates. Call Dacius Facilities Management now at 617-237-0106 or visit DaciusFM.com today. DaciusFM.com Yes, you should call them now, 617-237-0106 for all your property needs. So we have a great guest today. His name is Barry Goldwater. And uh, on his bio, he told us like a great story. So we would have Barry tell us more about himself. But before we get to Barry, let's uh, introduce the show. This is Divine Purpose Podcast with Eddie Dacius. Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader? Or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Yes, uh, we here. So we did these days here because we have Barry Goldwater. So his father were, um, died when he was young, and but his company Life Insurance provided money for for college and education as well for his brother and his sister. The money was twenty five thousand dollars back in the day. So this is um, Barry telling us about what happened to him in, in terms of how all his journey kind of started. But um, there's no better person to tell us more about that. So Barry, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Eddie. Thank you for having me. This is a great p- pleasure to have you. So one question we always ask our guests, what can you tell us about you today? Well, you know, it's a lot to say, um, but I'll start uh, where it started. Uh, I was born in New York City. I was born in the Bronx and I grew up as a street kid during the 50s. So I learned a lot of the universal truths, you know, on the street, like respect yeah. the between right and wrong, uh, you know, how to uh, carry yourself and yeah. how to uh, really make friends and socialize. So that was a great experience. I, I credit a lot with who I am, with how I grew up in the neighborhoods that I grew up in, which were diverse 
had many different cultures. I mean, one of the greatest pleasures was were, was going to these different cultural stores to get uh, specific food that represented, uh, you know, your population. Yeah. The Italian restaurant, the Jewish deli, yeah. you know, the, the bakery. And all of that was culturally different. So that's where it started for me. Um, presently, I have a, an insurance business and I've been doing this for over 30 years and uh, um, it pretty much consumes what I do and I integrate it, you know, into my daily life. Wow. And I think we, we definitely going to go um, more in detail about your journey. But one question I would ask you, can you share with us three challenging in your life and how did they challenge you? Wow. I think um, what I would say about the three challenges currently in my life are this. One is how do you stay relevant when you're getting older and still working? I mean, mm. that's an extremely challenging uh, endeavor that I'm finding myself in. And the reason is because sales has changed. The way people get information uh, has really changed. It used to be you sat down with an expert and you uh, had a conversation. These days, people believe that they can find the answers yeah. uh, to the questions that they have uh, more easily than if they asked an expert. So staying relevant, I think, is it is. Uh, extremely important for me. And I like thinking about that. So in other words, it's not a depressing kind of thought. It's a challenging thought. And that ins uh, gives me inspiration. I think uh, the second challenge uh, in my life is to stay healthy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I as, agree. You old, as you get older, you really have to consider your health uh, more importantly. You have to yeah. focus on it. And for me, it's relevant because, again, it, it goes back to that first relevant situation. I want to be able to uh, give a good impression. I want people to look at me and say, wow, look at uh, what good shape he's in. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Um, and I think the other challenge is how to run a virtual practice. So that's this new phenomenon that came within the last three years is how to do the business virtually yeah. like used to doing in person. So I would think, I would say that those are my three biggest challenges. And, and I think that's related to a lot of people, especially our audience too. Um, we had, um, a great uh, guest. His name is Barry Brostin. He's a ph photographer. So he, he took after he, he retired 20 years uh, as, as an engineer in sale. Now he's, he's doing headshot photography. So he's Do you want to hear something coincidental. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. He did my headshot. What? <laughs> Yo, Barry no, Bronstein. Yeah, Brian Bronstein, great guy, man. Yeah. I love him. I love Barry. So let, let's let's talk that's about funny. this because you you said that's a challenge for you because you're looking at the future, you're looking at what's coming, you're looking at like the new digital age. What's your answer? What are you doing to stay relevant? Well, um, I have a virtual practice. It's it's pre, it's 
probably 90% virtual, yeah. which means that I talk to people like I'm talking to you. Yeah. I share my screen for uh, education pieces that I need to uh, uh, display and uh, doing podcasts, starting to do more with video, um, starting to explore a radio show about retirement planning. Right now in my business, this there is a growth industry yeah. That has never taken place before. And that is 10,000 people are turning 65 every single day. Wow. <laughs> and have been turning 65 for the past four years and yeah. are going to be turning 65 in the next five years. So ponder that 10,000 people a day for 10 years. Yeah. Before it's over, 75 million people are going to be 65. And it's only in the next couple of years when that number materializes. So my industry has really experienced a real need to address that situation. And that's uh, mainly where I'm at. So and thank you for for this great answer. And but let me let me challenge you more on this. Sure. Yes, this is a great way to do it because a lot of people are afraid of changes they know they don't adapt so can you tell us what's your strategic plan in terms of uh going to you know like okay 10 10,000 people are going like are turning 65 so what's your plan to make sure they they have like a better future <laughs> Well, everybody has, you know, plans uh, that you make for everyone are customized to who the people are. Yeah. So I would think the overall picture that I would paint is this. I really need to ask good questions, just like you. Your questions are wonderful. And I need to ask the kind of questions to get people to tell their stories. So one of the other challenges to address in my business is lead generation. How do I meet the people that that you're referencing uh, and that we're talking about? So yeah. the challenge is trying to invite people to a discussion and um, something that may be compelling and something that may be on their mind now, as opposed to pitching people and telling them what they need. So it's a process of discovery, um, Eddie, that is is what fuels my desire in the business because that's the challenge. I have to make people appear out of nowhere. Mm. Yeah. Nobody's saying, Barry, talk to Barry Bronstein or Barry talk. I mean, some people are saying that, but for the most part, I have to create the situation that's going to invite people to talk about this story. <laughs> And thank you. Like I said, this is going great so far, and I'm, I'm I like what I'm hearing. So let's go in the past. Let's let me allow me to travel back in in, in your past. So favorite childhood memory, growing up in New York on the street. I don't know what city exactly, but New York City. New York City. So New York is five boroughs. Yes. Um, and so I lived in two of them during my life. Um, I have amazing childhood memories uh, because none of us growing up had any money. Okay. So all of the experiences that we had, we created. 
uh, ourselves. And I think my favorite childhood memory was going to Yankee Stadium, catching a home run by a uh, a baseball player, New York baseball player named Joe Pepitone, having the ball in my hand and then going and waiting for the players to come out and get them to sign the ball. And when Mickey Mantle came out, I couldn't contain myself and I jumped over the the supporting uh, rope that kept us out. And I ran up to him and I said, would you sign my ball? <laughs> pushed me down. Wow. And I'm standing, I'm sit, laying on the ground. Nikki Mantle just pushed me down. And I'm watching Jeez. him get into the limousine. And I get up and I'm not hurt. My feelings aren't hurt at all because Mickey Mantle touched me. <laughs> oh, wow. That is my favorite. One of my favorite childhood experiences was catching a home run at Yankee Stadium and then getting pushed down by Mickey Mantle. So, and I know you you work with a lot of people, and you you impact a lot of people's lives, maybe close to their retirement or related to insurance. <clears throat> What is the best compliment you ever gotten? I'm not sure I can say that on the air, Eddie. Okay, all right, all right. makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> no, makes sense. To your question, I'll say this. Uh, the best compliment that I've ever gotten was thank you for being there. Yeah. Thank you for caring. Thank you for listening. Those are the best compliments that I receive. And not about me, just about what I'm able to do for people. Oh, yeah. And for that to be recognized is the greatest compliment. And working hard working on the dream working on our own business usually requires us to pour to get fuel bad motivation what keep you going every day another good question as you get older it's energy that you really have to keep in touch with and motivation is part of the Uh, the energy infusion. I think what keeps me going is the importance of what I believe my job to be. Mm. There are many, many people who have been diligently listening to TV and advisors and radio and yeah. you know, saving their money and doing what they're supposed to do. When you get to the point where you say, I would like to stop doing work and I would like to start doing something else. That is an issue that people need a tremendous amount of help figuring out. That's what fuels me. I love, love, love talking to people about what would be the best solution for them moving forward, transitioning from a job to retirement. And this is, you said that was a great question, but this is, this was a better answer. Um, <laughs> let's go about high school, growing up in high school, you going up in high school and what was your dream job? What was, I know you talk about sports, was sport part of it or was it something else? My dream was to be a professional highlight player. I was a great athlete um, for my time. And I was a big guy for my time. I'm six foot five. So usually, you know, in those days, big guys didn't do a lot like big guys are doing now. Yeah. 
But High Lie was one of those games. It was a, a game from Spain uh, that uh, was uh, created by the Basque of yeah. Spain. And it was fascinating. So that was my dream, which didn't materialize. Um, I think after that, um, just getting a job in high school is your dream job. Because when I grew up, jobs were not plentiful. You really had to fight and get those scrappy jobs that were dedicated and 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 um, sort of made for children. Yeah. So our jobs, our great jobs, were being pool boys uh, at condominium places, uh, delivering uh, uh, parking cars at restaurants, parking cars at hotels. Those were our dream high school jobs because they were jobs and they put money in our pocket. Um, in college, same thing, because I had to pay for my college education. My dream jobs were just jobs that would give me cash yeah. that would allow me to study and work and study. It took me six and a half years uh, to get through college. So it, life was too tough to really have dreams, uh, especially because I didn't have a, fa a father to talk to and say, hey, dad, uh, what should I do now? Um, that was really a loss. That was really a loss. And, and it affected all the, the, the dreams that I had. If you would ask me, what's my dream job right now? I would have to say what it is that I'm doing because yeah. I've been doing it for over 30 years. And I have the energy, the desire and the love for not only my job, but for people. Wow. Well said, well said. So let, let's go on you starting your own practice or your home firm, right? Yeah. What was the process? What kind of motivated you to say, okay, this is it. I need to start something on my own. Eddie, I don't, uh, I was never good working for other people. I was a, <laughs> an anti-authority person. I grew up real tough and without a father. And yeah. that made me a little bit crazy. So I had, uh, you know, recognized that it was hard for me to integrate when people would tell me what to do in a way that was not necessarily how I liked them speaking to me. Okay. So I think I was destined to be my own boss uh, from the very beginning. I uh, had my own construction company, my own renovation company, okay. and I got knocked off a building. Mm. And that disabled me for two years. And when I tried to rebuild my career in carpentry, I couldn't. My body just wouldn't let me, so I had to change careers. Yeah. And when I did that, um, I met a person who was a spectacular person in my business and it sort of launched me into what I'm doing right now. And when you get into your own, when you get into the world of finance, you start to um, sort of take it apart. You start yeah. breaking it down into pieces. And one of those pieces is going away from the corporate umbrella and starting your own practice. And I okay. recognized after five or six years that that's really what I wanted to do. I had a model. I was watching. I was observing how people did it. And I just replicated it. That's how I chose to go into my own business. 
So what allowed you to know this was the right path? You know, sometimes we we, we embark in a like a in a journey, and we still undecided. We still asking, is it the right one? Yeah. So sometimes it's just some people they have no choice; they have to keep going. But right. others had like the, the pulse saying, "Okay, this I feel like this is the right one." Right. I think if you um, if you have dreams and if you are not content um, not being able to make those dreams, you know, materialize, I think that, uh, you know, that's going to be an issue and that's going to be a, an itch that you're always going to try and scratch. You have to take a chance. Yeah. You have to be able to take risks and having your own business starting your own business, making the decision to be in your own business is a big risk. And it's not always the right decision. And many times you change careers. Um, so for me, I was a teacher out of college and I love okay. being a teacher, but the education system forced me out because I was an alternative teacher. Okay. And I, became a carpenter and I loved being a carpenter and I got knocked off the building. So I had to change my career for a third time. Fortunately, this is so all encompassing. The world of finance is so vast and it's so huge that it's immensely interesting. And I was able to find my niche in that world. Wow. So I will, I will ask you this question because this is really related to um, that question in terms of where you started to guide us. Which advice you will give somebody who's starting the career now? I think that if you are starting in my business now, you need to absolutely need how to market using Facebook, LinkedIn, using social media. You have to be real familiar with social media and you have to work hard studying all the aspects of the business um, uh, that you're now coming into. Absolutely get a mentor, absolutely team up with someone who's experienced who can show you really how to talk to people and how to listen to people. So if you're coming into my business, you need to understand this. Listening is 90% of the job. Talking is 10% of the job. If you can work out that contrast perfectly in your head, you'll be successful. Wow. This is <laughs> this is good because now my question would be for you. What is one thing you wish you know before you started this career? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question also, Eddie. What did I wish that I knew? Here's what I wish. I wish that my father hadn't died. I believe that that was the biggest disruption and also the biggest um, influence, the biggest, the greatest influence in my life was being fatherless. So I think if I am missing something, if I needed to know something, I wished 
that I could go to that person who could give me good advice. And I don't know if that answers the question or not. It did. It did. And because we, I think we share the same wishes too, because I lost my father early and things change, you know, it's tough. Stuff because things really change. You kind of have to grow faster, right? You know, and you kind of have to be smarter. Even you don't know how to be smart, you kind of have to model other people's doing it great. So I will, I will ask you this question. Maybe this gonna be a better tone, a better note. <laughs> Which of your accomplishment you the proudest? Here's, here is one accomplishment that I'm extremely proud of. When I just, when I got into the business, I was 35, 36 years old. And okay. one of the first people that I met, a prospect, was uh, a young man who was uh, in his mid-20s. But this guy was a really smart man. And he, sm he started his own business. He had three employees. And he was into this thing called the Internet. Uh, he was a computer whiz before anybody understood what that meant. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to meet him because he was such a good guy such a i liked him so much and we started doing some business planning and the first uh, um recommendation that i made to him okay was he needed to get disability insurance and he needed to get overhead expense insurance in case something happened to him that his business uh enterprise dreams and goals would not be threatened Now, you can imagine what the response was when you're talking to a 26-year-old. <laughs> might happen to you. Yeah. Everybody's invincible when they're 26. But <laughs> I was really persistent because I was very clear that this man needed this in order to be able to then go to the next layer of planning. Okay. And he finally, after about three months, Eddie, he finally said yes. He finally said, okay, okay. Uh, to my suggestion. And three months later, he got testicular cancer. Wow. So basically, I saved his business. I saved his financial position until he was able to get back into remission and continue his career. I think that's the greatest accomplishment in my career. Wow. That's a good one. That's a very good one, Barry. Yeah. I like it because a lot of people, like you said, when they usually, when they're young, we think we are invincible. We think those things, nah, they're not going to happen to us because we have a good plan. We have a good business. So See, and, and, well, let good. me just say from that, from that tweet that you just said, You have to be able to have the conversation that recognizes um, that position. So yeah. young people's position is nothing's going to happen to me. My position is something could happen to you and you need protection. So in between those two positions yeah. is the right conversation to have. And that's the conversation that I'm always looking for. 
And I think that's that's really reassuring when we have somebody who's looking for after us where experience, you know, you yeah. have, you know, the, you have the experience, you have the expertise to to help a client get better. And when they avoid that situation, I think the appreciation is big, bigger because they feel like you were really um, looking out for them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, go ahead. It's it's like any conversation, Eddie. It's like how do you have good conversation with anybody? Like yeah. you and I, uh, you know, having this conversation is really about having a good attitude, yeah. uh, being kind, being nice, and interested. So it's like anything else. So we we're gonna get to um, uh, break now, but um, let me ask this question. Yes, we need to look for the future. What is the best business model somebody need to have in terms of, um, yes, you need have to have your strategic plan, but is I feel like people, they don't really involve insurance that much. Mm-hmm. So can you draw a line in terms of like how important that is? Well... There are so many branches to this tree heading. You know, people people have uh, an impression, like I'm always, you know, impressed when I come in and talk to somebody who then knows more about insurance than I do. Okay. Is are telling me, well, insurance is this and insurance is that. So, you know, insurance is something that people have an impression about. But 95 or even higher, a percentage of people do not know really what insurance does. They have one uh, definition and they think that's the definition. So my job is really to expand out and to find out what's on people's minds. So if I'd say, listen, Eddie, you need insurance because you're in your own business. You're going to shut down so fast because of the word insurance and what that means Correctly, you pointed out to most yeah. people. Yeah. So I have to start talking about things that are important. My business model is, hey, tell me your story. How did you start your business? Um, you know, what are your goals? Um, are you making money? Uh, how are you uh, attracting people? What is uh, your expansion plans? Yeah. Um, and those kind of things. And then I will say, tell me about what you feel about taxes. Yeah. And when I start opening up the conversation to taxes and to saving and to those aspects of my business, I can get into insurance without saying the word insurance. Wouldn't it be great if you had an asset that you could take money from at some future date and you didn't Mm. have to pay taxes on that money? How would that feel? And so when I ask a question like that, that's an insurance based question, because the only income that you can get tax free from any asset that's not a Roth IRA (laughs) is life insurance. Yeah. But if I said that, that would turn people off. So I have to I have to go the back route. I have to go through the countryside before I get to the destination. Uh, well said. Well said. So let's quickly take a break. Uh, we have Eddie Dasis on Divine Purpose Podcast and we have a great guest, um, Barry Goldwater with us today. 
What comes before making a smart decision? Choices. A smart choice is the best option, which is who we are. That's why our clients expect more from us and, in return, get more in everything we do. We understand the problem. That's why we thrive for excellence. We don't just create a winning culture. We aspire to be a smart choice, a voice for solutions. We believe in integrity, professionalism, and teamwork. Our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder, smarter, and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. Yes, DFM, the smart choice. Call them now, 617-237-0106 or go online. FM.com. All right, Barry. So uh, there is a segment we call Hot Topic. Hot Topic is a segment where we're going to talk about things that people don't have a chance to ask you. And I think it's fun. It's very fun. So let's go to Hot Topic now. So, you I know, like do, all the construction sound. Yeah, because we have to go deep on this. Yeah, we're digging deep. So, why do you think people are afraid of insurance? Where it's a very, very important thing to have for your business survival, um, or for your business success. Uh, two things pop out immediately. Uh, the first thing is that people have a lot of trouble uh, talking about dying. Mm. Um, so that is uh, that's uh, something that you have that I have to finesse with people. Um, second thing is I think that people are more tuned into rate of return. How much money will your money grow in the market? Uh, you know, using the markets to appreciate the value of your portfolio. Yeah. And people think that insurance is a conservative, a slow moving, a turtle uh, versus the hare in the race towards prosperity. Yeah. I think that those are the two things that sort of stand in the way. Uh, the second thing, the conversation about death you know, I can finesse that. It's the other conversation about thinking that you're missing out on a rate of return uh, that you might get had you chose a different asset to put your money in. So I think those are the two problems and the two misconceptions uh, and the two, uh, uh, I think, important topics that I need to address. I need to get to those two places pretty quickly. And that's, like I said, I don't think those those questions are really great in terms of you giving us perfect answers. So let's talk about being staying relevant um, because, you know, people said 
or getting old is is so you know what this is not for sissies <laughs> this is what my mother said getting old is not for sissies <laughs> so why is that so the reason is i want to know because like i said obviously i'm not there yet but I, i i have a lot of people mentor people i look for i look after in terms of like uh, their life and learning from them but they still have that um, mentality and i want to hear your your answer on that here's my answer the other day i was watching because today is the marathon yeah uh, in boston the most famous marathon in the country so uh there was a 100 year old man mm. who they you know on the news they highlighted and he's running and he's running and he's running like a 100 year old man And I'm looking at this guy run, and I'm going, Jesus, you know, <laughs> who runs like that? But this guy, they yeah. put a bike in his face, and he said, why are you running? He says, because I love the life that I'm living. Wow. That's the only advice that I could give somebody, Eddie. You really need to get in touch with how beautiful this life is. Yeah. And how living life is really the gift uh, that was meant to be. So you have to either appreciate it uh, or run out of energy for it. And I think those of us who are getting older, uh, who can still feel the appreciation of being alive as opposed to whining about what's not working correctly, yeah. I think that is really the key. Uh, that's the key to being happy as you get older. So is there a, a perfect retirement plan? Like anybody yeah. you know who had. <laughs> let's, go, let's go. Yeah, the retirement plan that I will give you is the <laughs> No, no. <laughs> That's yeah, that should be a big pl So let, let's go. Let's let's plug it. Let's plug it. Let's put your company on it. Let's go. Here's the perfect retirement plan, Eddie. When you and I sit down and talk, and when you if I'm successful in getting you to express what it is that you're really looking to do. And if it's in my purview that I can help you get there, then we'll have that conversation. And believe me, any suggestion that I make to you is going to be the success of the retirement aspect of the plan that we're talking about. So my plans, when I do retirement planning with people, my plans are guaranteed. My plans don't have any risk. The success of the plans that I make with people is really contingent on the knowledge that I have about uh, the products that I sell, the portfolios, uh, where my products fit in someone else's portfolio, and is it relevant to what it is that they're telling me? If I can match that up, if I could match those three things up, you will get the perfect retirement plan. Um, this is uh, something I feel like people can ask, or maybe they, they wouldn't ask you, but let's go with this question. We, we feel like old people... They, they have knowledge, but some people, they don't know how to approach younger, younger, younger people or younger professional. How do you bridge the gap between the two, the two ages? If I'm going to answer that question, honestly, 
I don't deal with 30-year-old people. And I don't because I'm not very good at it. Okay. <laughs> I used to be, but I, it doesn't interest me right now. What really interests me is uh, dealing with people that have their own businesses and people who are either nearing or in retirement. That's my market. So to go into, for me to talk to a 25-year-old person at this stage of the game, unless they have a business and I can craft the conversation around their business, I really don't know what to, I, I don't know what, you know, I, I don't think I'd be very good. And that's the honest answer. So uh, maybe let, let's try to say if you're gonna stay honest with us. What do you really think about our young people? <laughs> well, I will be somewhat non-controversial. Okay. Say, I love young people. I love the energy that love young people are bringing to the table these days. Um, it reminds me of when I was a young person yeah. and the Vietnam War was going on and young people from all over the country galvanized and united against on what we believed was an unjust cause. The other galvanizing issue when I was growing up was civil rights. So I had two very galvanizing issues to really get behind and believe in. Um, and I hope that addresses the question that you nah, Yeah, nah, I think so. I, nah, I think so. So, but um, let, let's, let's go to this because I know starting your own business is the journey himself, but being smart as a decision maker, it's something you need to learn. Let's talk about mentorship. Like it would be an advice for young people to seek mentor mentorship, an advice for older people to give out um, their time and their knowledge to to the young young professionals. I believe that that's the shortest path to success is finding a mentor in the business that you're in if that's possible. Other people need to, you know, when I was a carpenter, I said the that got me into carpentry was I would observe people doing carpentry and I would say, I can do that. And I always had a vision that I could do that and have my own business. So having a mentor shortens the learning curve. Uh, so you, it's, It would be wise to pick up a mentor as soon as you possibly can and start picking their brains to the secrets of the business that you find yourself in. Yeah, because I, and I think so too, because we had a guest, um, we, <clears throat> we, we asked them, like, what are the things they wish to know, like they wish they knew? And she was saying networking is something if she had to do it over she will have to focus on networking any advice on that too a lot of advice um you know networking is what is networking it's really socializing with people so if you have an agenda that you're going to sell if you're networking with that in mind you're not going to be a good networker Yeah. If you have a net, if you have a networking mentality that is caring about other people, if you're 
truly interested about what they're doing and then sort of have that conversation like you know Barry based on what you're doing and what I'm doing I find that there's a lot of synergy in my mind yeah talk about that um, so uh, it's it's that kind of process um, is there is there a no-no in your industry yeah do not talk about politics or religion. Oh, wow. No, no. no. Because of the, the rabbit holes that those create. Yeah. So in other words, if, you know, you start talking about religion, boy, that's a hard one to extricate from, especially if people have a belief that it's yeah. the religion that drives their business and, you know, they they integrate that into their uh, their process. And so I try and steer away from controversy because that's not relevant to uh, what it is that we're here to discuss. And I don't need you to like me yeah. because of uh, some position that I'm going to present to you that's going to be organic or righteous. I don't need yeah. that. I don't okay. want that. Okay. okay. I want you to like me because, you know, we're getting along and we're talking and you you see that I'm a good guy. Yeah. And I want to feel that about you too. So networking is about socializing and it should be about interest, being interested in who you're talking to, uh, not about selling them. There is this tendency where people feel like the technology is going too fast and it's kind of hard to keep up with. Give me your take on that. Totally agree. Um, <laughs> and for an old, again, going back to the age question, for an older person, the technology is going twice as fast. Mm. So the same technology that you're studying and looking at and saying opportunity, I'm going, how do you understand this? You know, where do I apply this in my business? So it is challenging. But that being said, I have to deal with that challenge. So I use my resources to help me decide which technology would fit into my business and which one do I need or which one uh Should I be aware of things like that? It's become so important to understand how technology is so important now in business. It really is. So there's a big saying, um, every, there's nothing new under the sun. Some people don't believe it, but I will check uh, on you in your timeline of technology. If you can create a timeline of technology to, to the present day. <laughs> Really? There's nothing new. Well, the cell phone yeah. <laughs> is this unbelievable invention. I mean, yeah. how many things can you do with your cell phone? Maybe a thousand. Yeah. Um, all the things that you can do, I don't really know. But I started with the telephone rang and you answered the phone. And when you were done with the conversation, you hung up. That yeah. was it. That was technology. Uh, you know, the automobile, that was technology. When they invented the answering machine, we went crazy. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm old enough that I can take you back in time and take you through technological inventions that changed us. Yeah. Um, 
and I could keep going on and on, but I think that technology is an evolution. And I think that the inventions of things, maybe the idea existed 50 years ago, 100 yeah. years ago, you know, 20,000 leagues under the sea. They said, you know, it was the first time anybody thought about a submarine. Yeah. Okay. Well, somebody invented a submarine after you know, that but, yeah. somebody wrote that book. So uh, I, it's an interesting question. And I think that there are a variety of answers depending on who you're talking to. No, definitely. Your field, I think uh, the teacher would probably say something else. Um, like uh, now they have like smart board, like you can write and on your on your um, projector. So th there's a lot of stuff going on, like the tablet. You can have an iPad and you can draw. So I feel like technology is very, very advanced. But um, yeah, I think your, your answer to the question is um, on point where it's kind of hard to keep up. So the same way for me and my wife, and I was telling her, typewriters, right? So exactly. Now we all about computers, and right. how do you stay relevant? Because you, it's a continuous like you keep learning, continuing ed. Like you keep going, you keep going back and learn, learn, learn. Yes. And what I've learned is that you have to narrow your focus because there is so much out there right now, Eddie, that you can go in so many different distracting directions. Uh, you know, people are so... Uh, it's so controversial. Politics is so controversial that now people are watching the news uh, more hours of the day than they ever watched it. Yeah. It used to be you sat down, you saw Walter Cronkite at 6.30, 6.30 to 7. You believed him because he was a believable journalist. And yeah. That was the news. Today, people can't get away from the television because they have to see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. What did Trump say today? Yeah. Or what did the Democrats do today? Or yeah. uh, what's going on in Ukraine? There are a lot of distractions. So one of the hardest things for me to do and, and to keep focused on is shrinking those distractions. If you shrink those distractions, you'll be focused on the kind of technology uh, that will enhance and and components that will enhance your business. You start thinking relevant thoughts as opposed to keeping in touch with everything that's going on out there. Yeah. I think it's important to shrink uh, the relevance of the things that that you're interested in and get to know them to see whether you can apply it to your business. Wow. Great, great answers. Um, last question in terms of hot topic. What's the future hold for Barry? Hmm. I think I have another few years uh, in the business. Uh, I have a family, grandchildren. I have my nieces having a baby. So there's a lot of family in my future. Um, and I'm looking forward to spending more time uh, enjoying the new people who have come into our family. Any travel? You know, I, I always leave that out, but yeah. in my business, I'm always 
traveling somewhere. <laughs> okay. And I'm always, you know, because I don't do construction, physical labor, and I don't have to be physically in one place. Yeah. Um, I have the ability to do traveling. So I take weekends. My wife and I go up to Western Massachusetts, okay. to the mountains. We hear music all the time. Uh, we have friends all over the country. Um, so we, we do a lot of traveling. Wow. This is Eddie Dasfis with Barry Goldwater on um, Hot Topic. So we, we, we're going to ask you a few questions. This is the closing segment where we're going to, it's going to be a fun, fun um, segment. Um, which, it's all been fun, Eddie. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate you like that because we, we work hard on trying to create, um, uh, because there's a lot of podcasts out there, but we're trying to focus on the individual journey and I think people will definitely um, invest in your knowledge and the advice you give them is there a question you wish I asked you today uh, is there a question I wished that you asked me today yeah yeah Barry would you review my financial plan Barry, will you review my financial plan? <laughs> I would be delighted. I, I I was waiting for you to ask it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I try, and that's a good. So that's why I have this question. So whenever I forgot something, <laughs> the guest can always point me to the right direction. Right, yeah, Barry, could you review my insurance policy? You know, yeah. those are the questions. <laughs> and those questions gonna be asked, uh, on, like in personal. And and I appreciate you reminding me or asking this question. Three books you will recommend our audience and why it can be one doesn't have to be three but uh, a book. no i i am a big reader so uh, books are really important to me yeah i think that my favorite authors um there's a big span w.e.b du bois okay uh don winslow dennis lehane greg isles people that write about the dark, uh, real, interesting aspects of a journey. So Don Winslow, he will write about uh, the relations between the United States and Mexico uh, based on cartel versus uh, the DEA. I yeah. like the, the dark and the interesting uh, thoughts that come out of these uh, extremely talented authors. On a business sense, I would recommend a book called Tax-Free Retirement by Patrick Kelly. Okay. I would recommend uh, Don't Worry, Retire Happy by Tom Hegna, Paychecks and Playchecks, the difference between needing money and having the fun money. So I read a lot because that's the way that you learn, and yeah. I find it to be a very enjoyable process. So um, I could uh, I could talk about this for a long time. Thank you for doing this. Let's let's give a plug into Goldwater Financial Group. This is your time. This is it. Uh, Goldwater Financial, uh, concentrating on taxes, concentrating on the future. Um, uh, 
uh, exploring uh, the different journey that you can take financially and getting into the educational aspects of what each means. And uh, I try and present a really nice front so that people would be interested to understand what it is uh, that I'm talking about when I talk about Kaizen. What am I talking about when, you know, I... Uh, display physician testimonials. Uh, I really like to educate. So part of what you're showing right now is uh, the educational process I take my uh, folks through who visit my website. Uh, Goldwater Financial doesn't do everything. We don't do uh, complete financial plans. We're in the space of taxes, retirement, income for life, and guarantees. All right, so let's let's have this video now. Yeah, so I was trying to to play your video. Um I should be able to now. So I'm having a hard time doing this, but um, we're definitely going to put it. So don't worry on um, okay. on our post. Um, last word for you, Barry. I just want to express uh, a lot of gratitude to you, Eddie, for uh, the ability for us to get to know each other and for you to think that uh, I'm a relevant person, relevant enough for you to have as a guest on your show. So I want to say thank you. Um that's really the last word that uh, that it was a pleasure being here and an honor to be here as well and I, I think uh, the the emotion of mutual for us because um, we uh, that's that's why I do I like to learn from people especially people who have uh, more knowledge because at the end of the day you said it it's shortened the journey when you have a mentor when you have some people who can talk and then allow you to avoid mistake and then be smarter i think that what's happened today which is very damaging is that people uh don't learn from each other as much as we used to yeah we're finding all kinds of differences and those differences are separating instead of uh, becoming uh, more interesting to try and understand so i think i 100 agree with you mentoring and learning from other people is an important aspect of socializing and, and what makes life fun all right so this is eddie dasius with uh, divide purpose podcast we have a great guest uh barry Goldwater. He definitely went all in length with his journey, uh, advice, and in his passion. And uh, please check them out on, on Goldwater Financial Group. Um, and we really appreciate having Barry with us today. And thank you. Thank you, Eddie.